Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community and of values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Welcome to We Got Goals, a podcast by AsweatLife.com, on which we talk to high achievers about their goals. I'm Gina Anderson-Cohen. With me, I have Kristen Guile and Cindy Kuzma. Good morning, Gina. Good morning. Cindy, you talked to Allison Felix this week, right? I did. Oh my gosh, it was such an honor to speak with her, and I apologize for the quality of the audio. She was on a cell phone, but what a treat to talk to this multiple gold medalist, Olympian world champion. She's had an incredible career as a sprinter, and I was so glad to speak with her about her goals. Well, what kind of goals is she working on right now? She is still, believe it or not, her first Olympics was in 2004, and she still has her sights set on the Tokyo Olympics in 2020. So if you do the math there, that is incredible. She's also taking a long-term view, thinking beyond her career as an athlete, and some of the work that she's doing right now, she was in Dubai to work with the Special Olympics and really doing a lot of work to help children, people with intellectual disabilities, and others get a lot out of participating in sports as well, and so that is something that she is working on in the long term, too. And recovery is really important to her. How does she balance the hard work she has to do to achieve these big physical goals with getting rest and recovery? Yeah, she made a point of talking about recovery and rest and how essential it is to have that balance as a high-level athlete. She builds in a couple of weeks of rest after every season. She makes sure that after a competition she gets enough rest. And really every day she has to balance the work that she needs to do with the recovery that her body needs. And she notes that that equation has kind of changed as time has passed too, that the older you get, the more you you remember the harder, harder workouts that you did when you were younger, and you think you have to do those to get the same results, but that equation just changes. Your body changes, your physiology changes, and she's really conscious about maintaining the right balance as she continues into the later stages of her career. When you are training for any big goal, but you know, especially something like the 2020 Olympics, that seems so massive and so like high up on the mountaintop that taking the first step could be really daunting, or you wouldn't even know where to start. So how does Allison Felix balance those huge goals with smaller, more tangible ways to break it up? Yeah, she definitely breaks everything down year by year, month by month, day by day, workout by workout. She's focused on what she has to do that day. When she gets out of bed in the morning, she thinks about that. And I'm sure she keeps her sights set on those big, huge goals too, but she really also makes sure that she has a clear focus on the steps along the way to get there. And those process goals, I think, have really served her well, obviously, in the long run. And here is Cindy with Allison. Yeah, I said I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset. Well, Allison, thank you so, so much for joining me today. Now, you, Allison Felix, have 25 medals in total, nine Olympic medals, six of them gold, 16 world championship medals, 11 of them gold. And if I got any of that wrong, feel free to correct me. I think I, I, think I counted right. <laughs> okay. On We Got Goals, we typically ask people about a major goal they've achieved and how they got there. But those kinds of goals are just so 
so out of this world. I mean, how do you even approach massive goals like those? And, and how do you do it in a way that's helped you sustain such a successful career for so long? Yeah, I think that, well, for me, it's really helpful to break a goal down because even for myself, you know, when I think about the things that I want to accomplish, I've always been someone who sets my goals really high, but I think at times, you know, you can set a goal and it can just seem a bit overwhelming. And so that I have noticed that in my career. And so I've always tried to kind of work backwards and think about, you know, how am I going to accomplish this? But what does that look like? How can I break that goal down into what I need to do each month or each week all the way down to uh, something a week or even setting a daily goal? And so that's always helped big goals to seem more manageable and just more of a reality. And so that's something that I've done over the years to help me get through. So whether that looks like getting through a workout at certain times for a specific day or even to the sense of I want to do something that takes me out of my comfort zone. I want to try a different event, something that I'm not as comfortable with. Those are all smaller goals that help me reach some of the bigger ones that can feel just a little uh, harder to achieve. Oh, that makes so so much sense. And I feel like a lot of times when I talk to accomplished athletes, they do, they have process goals like that that sort of take Mm -hmm. them to those bigger goals. When you think back over all that, I mean, can you pinpoint one accomplishment that's been the most meaningful to you or do they all have their own special meaning? I think they definitely all have different meanings, especially different parts of the journey and different times in life. But one that immediately comes to my mind is winning my first individual gold medal at the Olympics. And that happened for me in 2012, but before that, I it was actually at my third Olympics. And so um, I had been to two games prior and had gotten silver medals to the same person. And so mm-hmm. to me, accomplishing that goal really just meant a lot because it was eight years of being dedicated and sacrificing and having doubts, you know, is this ever going to come together? So being able to accomplish that goal represented so much for myself and also all the people who supported me, you know, all the people who were on my team and who helped me to to get to that moment. It's just, it was such a group effort as well. So that's one that sticks out in my mind as being um, a huge accomplishment. You mentioned the support of your team and also some of the challenges that you faced, right? I know you've, you've had injuries, you've had defeats, but obviously those haven't stood in the way of, of your incredible success. How do you overcome those to stay confident in your abilities and, and focus on the bigger picture? I'm guessing your, your support system plays a role in that, but, but what else would you say about how you overcome obstacles in that way? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think there's no easy way around it. Sometimes you're just in a tough situation and it's just difficult and it just can take some time. I think taking a break always helps. Refreshing my mind after each season, I try to take a good six weeks away from the track. And so when I've dealt with whether it's you know not achieving goals, dealing with disappointment and failure, I've always tried to just take a lesson away from it, you know, learn something, give my mind a break, give my body a break so that I can come back to it refreshed. And that's always helped when I've had, you know, whether it's a devastating injury or a devastating loss, you know, sometimes you just need time to process that. I don't think I ever really get over those (laughs) moments, but they're always fuel, you know, they've, they've taught me so much. I can look back on some of the worst losses that I've had in the biggest moments of my career, and I can be thankful for them because 
through them, I have learned the most about myself, about um, character and integrity and doing things the right way that I feel like in the end have allowed me to see success later on. Mm. So it's almost like they weren't necessarily setbacks, but maybe sort of like essential steps in your in your eventual <laughs> journey forward. For sure. You know, it's hard to realize that in the moment, you know. I think that's for anyone when you're in the midst of, you know, the trenches of going through something. It's hard to have the vision to be able to see past it. But I think, you know, a lot of times it can be necessary. Well, I, I know your trip right now is on behalf of Play Unified and the Special Olympics, which create opportunities for individuals with intellectual disabilities and that you've also done some work in the Middle East um, with Right to Play, which, which helps children facing adversity. So I wondered if you could tell me a little bit about why it's important to you to help other athletes, especially those who are facing some significant obstacles in their way to achieve their goals. Yeah, to me, it's, I, I really love to do things um, you know, that I'm passionate about, and sport has really just changed my life. It's given me so many opportunities, and so for me, it's a privilege to get involved with some of these different organizations that are close to my heart. And as you mentioned, Special Olympics is one of them, and it's the reason that I'm that I'm here. And um, I'm really excited that Abu Dhabi is going to be the host in 2019 of these World Games. And I think the biggest reason is just the lasting legacy that I feel it will have on this part of the world. I think it's just such a movement, and we're talking about really changing um, perception of people with intellectual disabilities and giving them and their families a sense of pride. I think a lot of times these individuals are, in a sense, hidden here, and these games are really changing that and allowing just greater inclusion. And so it's um, a cause that is really close to my heart, and I'm just excited that I think that this will have a, a huge impact on, on the world. Well, that's a huge goal, um, and I mean, it must be really rewarding to work with people who are sort of reaching their individual goals and in pursuit of that of that, that really big goal. Do you kind of see that? Do you see like that individual involvement in sports helping these people achieve other goals in their lives too and, and then having that bigger impact? Oh, for sure. To me, it's like, it's really, I love what I do. I love to be able to compete in you know, it's something I'm passionate about, but to me, this kind of work is just so meaningful. It truly changes lives, and so to be able to be a part of that, and as you mentioned, see people um, reach their individual goals, it's a different type of rewarding, you know, you were able to really see it up close and um, the impact not only on that individual, but their family, and in a sense, a whole culture of people is very, very special. Now, there is a small element of competition for you here, too, right? Or, or a challenge, at least, from Kobe Bryant? Is that is that how this, some of this came oh. out? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yes, a specific trip. Yes, it did. Um, I didn't involve the Special Olympics before, but yes, he did challenge me to specifically coach some Special Olympic athletes in my expertise area of sprinting. So we were able to make that happen yesterday, and we held a clinic and got to do some, some really cool work. So I have to accept the challenge. In your athletic career, I know 2018 is a non-championship year, and, and at your next major event, then might be the world championships in, in 2019, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. That's a goal that's a little bit farther away. So how will you stay motivated and, and focused to work toward it? Yeah, it can, be, it can be challenging because, you know, sometimes those goals that are further away, it's harder to be in touch with them. You know, it feels like 
you have time and it, it can be a little more challenging. So for me, you know, again, going back to breaking those goals down and that each year, each season is really a stepping stone to ultimate goals. Like you said, the 2019 World Championships and even the 2020 Olympic Games. So I really do look at it as that. I look at it as an opportunity for me to work on some of the smaller things, some technical things, as well to give my body a little break of just the intensity of year after year of the championship, especially now um, getting older and um, being in the 15th season of my career. It's just an opportunity to train and compete smarter and to focus on quality over quantity has been another goal that as an athlete can be challenging, but that this year is, is helpful to do that. Right. Yeah, that that was another question I had for you too, like whether that sort of equation of balancing hard work and rest has, has changed a little bit as your career has progressed and it sounds like it has and you're always fine-tuning that. Yeah, it is. It, it's probably one of the hardest things though, <laughs> you know, as an athlete and I think, you know, just competitive people in general, you know, you, you have this idea of, you know, the more work you do, the harder the work is, you know, the more progress you'll see. And, you know, as as time goes on, you learn that that's not always the case. You have to definitely get wiser with the work that you do and get creative and recovery is important. And there's all these other aspects. And so it can be challenging because, you know, it's not the way you traditionally think, but it is very beneficial, you know, getting that part of the game right. So you mentioned Tokyo 2020, and, and we certainly hope we'll see you there. Besides this sort of balance that we've talked about, you know, what do you think will be the most important? You know, what, how are you how are you aiming to achieve that big goal, and what do you think will be most important in, in getting you there? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a big one. I mean, my fifth Olympic team, and so for me, it would be a dream come true. But um, there's definitely challenges in the way. I think the biggest thing is staying healthy, mm-hmm. so taking care of my body and just making sure all those things are in line and just staying, you know, staying as competitive as I can, you know, um, training-wise. And so I think it'll be kind of a combination of all those things. But I'm really excited. I, I love to challenge myself. I love to do something, you know, that doesn't come easy. And so I'm I'm looking forward to the whole process and journey. And then I'm curious, too, you know, of- even if that if that happens, then there'll still be a time in in a next phase for you, right? A, a career beyond sports, or in sport in a different way. Um, do you do you have in mind goals right now for that future, or is it something that you will think about more when you <laughs> when you're when you're <laughs> getting there? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, been thinking about it, of course, and just really wanting to do things I'm passionate about, and so to kind of do more of the work that I've been doing with organizations like Special Olympics, like Right to Play. I have a passion for children, and so I want to definitely work with kids in some capacity. And so, yeah, right now kind of putting together what that will specifically look like, but definitely it's on my mind and um, thinking about, you know, the transition to the next journey, the next phase of my career. Wonderful. Well, Allison, I can't thank you enough for talking with me today. I really appreciate it. I know we're about out of time. Um, before I let you go, how can people follow your training and, and all of your important work with, with organizations like the Special Olympics? Oh, sure. Well, it's been it's been great to talk to you. Um, you can definitely follow me on social media. I have Twitter. I'm just Allison Stewart. And on Instagram, I'm AS85. And so, um, yeah, I'll definitely be keeping um, everyone posted with all the things that I'm up to. Excellent.
Excellent. Wonderful. Well, we look forward to, to keeping up with you. Um, not that we could really keep up with you, but uh, the following along. <laughs> Thank you so Thank much you for your so time, much. Allison. Really Take care. Girl, I'll sit, I'll be on the road. I'll be back. I'm just reaching for a goal. So don't be upset when I'm not around. Just know I'll be back, so no need to frown. This podcast was produced by me, Cindy Kuzma, and it's another thing that's better with friends. So please, share it with yours. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're at it, please leave us a rating or review. Special thanks to Jay Mono for our theme music, to our guest this week, Allison Felix, and to TechNexus for the recording studio and technical support. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.